Welcome to another episode of the West March Guys. Today you have Joe. I'm John. And we have our special guest today. I'm Aaron. And without further ado, I would just wanted to make this episode because I've been personally under the experience and notoriously have a vendetta against min-maxers. You know, we've all played with them. You've all had that one player at our table that just loves having this build and just completely goes off on a multi-level just run of all different classes uh, for the betterment of their character and as always like we said we had aaron on with us today that is our one of my more notorious at my table due to his Her crazy midmaxer yeah <laughs> lead singer that uh that comes off i even got a shout out in one of your other episodes i'm, I'm sure you've gotten it a couple <laughs> of times in your tasha's episode but today we're going to talk about just what you go through as you think on what you want to build how you progress through it and things like that first question obviously is how do you determine the goal for a certain build I mean, honestly, I kind of just, I Google a lot. I have, I'm in a couple of uh, Facebook groups that are, uh, you know, dedicated to more or less men maxing. And like, I see builds that look cool and I see builds that don't look cool. And usually like, I'll see one and I'll be like, oh, that looks fun to play. Now, when you determine which one you want to play at a certain table, is it before or after you roll your stat dice? Definitely after we roll the stat dice. Because there's so many that are... Uh, uh, mad or multi ability dependent and yeah. there, there's, wait, there's wait 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 there's terminology for this oh absolutely yes. there is <laughs> there is unfortunately um uh, yes oh in case our viewers haven't realized that joe is as the self-proclaimed like vanilla dm yep totally um, like i've dealt with so many min maxers but i don't it's so much work for me that i'm just like but you have the class why do you have to go <laughs> yeah uh my experience with them as i said is just dealing with them but i also would like to partake myself i have a couple of builds that i'm looking forward to which we might talk about later today as i was bringing up to aaron depending on your dice can you do these with a standard array a lot of them you couldn't i definitely don't think like like jet my character in the south marches i don't know if i could do jet as effectively or even at all as as the build that i have him because i rolled very well for south marches so i got that plus five in dex i got that plus four in constitution i got that plus four in uh intelligence i'm regretting my rolling ways already yes oh i if i was you i absolutely would too but but yeah like uh first of all it's arcane trickster and i have the studded leather armor and then you know you add on the blade singer so that adds the four intelligence and i end up with while blade singing like 21 ac ish yep plus plus the shield spell because i'm a wizard and i have that (laughs) <laughs> yeah that, that we'll talk about that later so if we, in terms of uh, builds what's your what's the preferred window for a dump stat as your rolls or and more importantly what's your favorite dump stat for all of your builds and together is there a specific or is it dependent on the class that you're going it definitely depends on the class i mean in general i would assume that strength is going to be the most common dump stat because strength only applies to one skill yep then and- it depends on completely if your dm does carry weight and things like that yeah, for sure. Encumbrance. Uh, uh, and they, the only time it's really going to affect you other than that is grappling. And grappling is a roll of the dice either way. 
And you can also use acrobatics to get out of a grapple. Although if I was doing like a strength build, I would probably go intelligence because that's like, I think the least common save. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's usually it's wisdom and con, honestly, every so often it's a strength, but yeah. Yeah. And anytime I see somebody dumping their wisdom stat, I'm like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> you will be <laughs> someone else's control forever yep. and ever. Now, would you bring, like, when you go to a campaign, do you look for a slot that the party currently doesn't have? Like, oh, you guys are light on the DPS. I'll make a DPS build. Um, I haven't because normal, well, I mean, the past few times that we've played, I haven't known what everybody else was doing. Okay. It's because like nobody really talks about it beforehand. They're just like, oh, I might do this. I might do that. I might do this. And then we show up and everyone just does their own thing, which is, I mean, I, I never played the earlier versions, but apparently that's the nice thing about fifth edition is you can be whichever class you want and you can fill a role. Yeah, Thanks, there's a lot of crossover. Well, there, even in I the original, just, it's a lot of like, you know, you Rangers really can heal Tasha's. and like... Tasha's for what she did to mid-max it. Now it's, what do you want to do? That. <laughs> I would like to move this stat over here and yep. I'm going to create my own race so I have the perfect... Uh, I want I want to play a pixie with the lucky feet. What are you doing? Oh, whatever I want to do. Tell us about the process. So how many... You said you Google... But like, how many books do you usually scour through while trying to find these builds? Like, do you buy the content when necessary? It's funny because I know when I was looking at the Kroner G Mage, I specifically didn't want to buy the whole World Amount book, uh, so I just bought the subclass packet. <laughs> and yes, fun fact: D and D Beyond does let you do these things. You're welcome. D and D Beyond is beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. I will recommend it to anyone. I don't think I honestly would have kept playing D and D without D and D Beyond. Said the person whose entire character is written on an Excel sheet. Well. Okay, so <laughs> that's a different case, and that's because that's because Joe and I homebrewed the entire thing, and I can't do it. Yeah. I probably could if I tried, but you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So uh, now you're gonna get. We're gonna have to try and get sponsored. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, D and D Beyond, if you're listening. So how many? How much books or things do you usually scour through? Like, how? What's your usual? Is it every book? Like, when you're building your class, is it? I got to look through every book to try to find it. Do you have the knowledge of just like some of them or? Okay, so that's the beautiful thing about D&D Beyond is it's all just on there. there. Yeah, but you have so to like, own the books in order to use them. It's nice to have friends who have access to all yes. of the books. Yep, it's nice to be in a campaign where we have like the collection. Correct, yeah. And I mean, I, I do have a bunch of books now, but like I have access to all of them on D&D Beyond, so I don't really ever need to open them. Unless I'm looking for one little niche thing that might have changed uh, in Tasha's and like, you know, this works this way and this one. <laughs> I'm guessing you start with class and possibly depending on the starting level. I mean, a lot of campaigns start at three, some start at five. Uh, I think currently if you jump in on Ravnica, I'm going to start you at, I think, six as soon as Joe hits six. Um, hit six. Oh, depending yeah. on people at one still. I mean, we could. That would just be mean. And I would, they, feel, <laughs> I would feel bad for what the current party does to them. They would level up in like two in like two sessions. That's fair. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the curve. But uh, yeah, so depending on the level and how you start, what do you start with the, like the subclass? Like I want to, like if you say to yourself, I want to build a huge AC character, is it I'm going to look at Artificer or I'm going to look at Paladin? So for your campaign specifically, when I went into it, I actually had the plan of subclassing as a thief for Jet. And as, you know, a couple levels went by, I was like, oh, well, I could do, you know, I could do this arcane trickster. I could do magic. Oh, I could, uh, you know, multi-class into wizard. I could do a little bit more magic. Oh, I could do this. I could do that. After deciding that I wanted to do that, I looked it up and I was like, oh, that works. 
I mean, and then you have race in the same way. Like we just said, you go through, you have like a certain procedure that you would look at and try to figure out what, then again, Tasha says nukes race and you can do exactly. whatever you want. Yep. That that's that's the nice thing about Tasha's is you know well I mean I didn't use Tasha's rules for uh, for Jet I just wanted to play a fire Genasi. Yep. Yeah. So I and I mean, I just, I'm a I'm a victim of wanting to play the race more than the class. I have a I have a really love for like I said my changeling is great but him as a rogue don't even utilize the fact that he's a changeling. Uh, but yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you do. The race features are always so like you when you do it you're like yeah and then you're like well i'm not going to do that again for four games so oh yep. yeah yeah fire fire genasi has uh what produce flame and uh burning hands yep. i think i've used burning hands like what three times yep and produce pre- flame sure because everybody has dark vision and all the rest we don't really need it yeah and produce flame is just kind of like a less good firebolt yeah 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 <laughs> um uh, lintu has firebolt so i'm just like i don't need to use that so Helping make other players better. Have you been at the table with certain people that have, you know, don't have quite the streamlined, optimized character? Do you usually offer your services to them? Is it more of a courtesy or is it just like when they ask you? Um, it's more, I'm a little bit pushier than that. <laughs> I, Does it bother I, you <laughs> knowing a character could be more efficient? Like if they went a better way? Well, I, I think I look at things and I'm like, oh, you could do this and then you could do that. And then you could do this and you could do that. And it might not always be appreciated. So I don't, I don't always just kind of, you know, tell yep. them, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. I like, I don't want to steamroll anyone, yeah. but at you're the same time, and you're using a club rather than a great ax. What are you doing? Right. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, if you ever want my help, like, you know, looking through stuff and, you know, maybe optimizing up a, a piece or two of that, I would be happy to help you. Yep. Me- meanwhile, I have, you know, the gears are turning and I already have like 12 ideas in my head. How do you want to proceed with your character? This is what you should do. Yes. Yeah. I think we come to the segment where uh, let's talk about some of your builds. Give us some of your examples and certain things. I mean, we had you a little like stewing and brewing for a little bit to uh, to make some quick ones, but uh, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's some crazy things here. I have a couple that I've read off, so we might add those as well. But yeah, tell us yours. Okay, so I, I went through and I made a few fun ones, um, like just based on optimizing certain aspects of uh, a character. So like, for example, highest AC or like an assassin build or action economy, healer slash support, uh, speedster, whatever. So let's start with highest AC. My favorite. Yeah. So first of all, before you even get into the race, you can do plate armor. It gives you 18. If you are an armor artificer, you can get that plus one shield armor, whatever. And if you have the shield, that gives that brings you up to 21. If you do your race as a Warforged, that adds another one to your AC, bringing it to 22. Because uh, artificer is, depending how you play it, it's generally dex and intelligence. Or intelligence is one of the main stats yeah, yeah, of artificer, yeah. yeah. If you dip into Bladesong for two levels, then uh, you can potentially add plus five, bringing it to 27. Yep, depending on your intelligence stat, which is usually a five. Yep. Right. If you dip into fighter for the defensive fighting style, you get that plus one, bringing it to 28. And then if you have access to the shield spell. My favorite. Oh, yeah. You love that. <laughs> <laughs> reaction. That's for a round. It's yeah. a reaction. A one shot. No. Yeah. That gives you that plus five reaction of the shield spell brings you to 33. That's dumb. And I, I've seen I've seen them that go higher. I've, there's, like, there's 40s and I know the rest. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know how to get there, but these are the ones that I've seen. Like <laughs> Everyone that I've seen right close to 40, though, is... And as we talk about our min-maxing, it's usually level 20 builds. Yeah, and it's usually, like, for one round. Yep, yep. 
but that's all that's all you need when you're min maxing you're doing it for that one round and, and that's ac that is <laughs> good luck hitting me yeah. um i mean as we go into more detail i mean we love i love talking about him and aj's character xander is a pain to deal with but i love so much because it makes combat challenging however if i hit you with what i want to hit him with it probably kills you in one shot but he also dips into artificer and he casts mirror image and then he casts thunder punch or whatever that thunder attack is that makes all my yeah thunder gauntlets that make all your attacks against him disadvantage so it's great i have to hit a 33 with disadvantage well no the thunder gauntlets don't give you disadvantage against him they give you disadvantage against everyone else everyone else except him which makes you want to hit him right that's yeah that's more of it mirror image makes it to where oh good i actually did hit you no you didn't yeah, what is it, like a 1 in 4 chance of hitting? If that, it's uh, it's a percentage roll. I think it's, yeah, like a 30% chance to hit him the first time, and it increases from there. Yeah, mirror image is nuts. It's just the idea of, yeah, yeah, I finally hit you. No, I didn't. It's like, okay, so you need to burn, like, four attacks on him just to hit him. Yeah. But, I mean, the DM, and as we try to include Joe in these conversations, I know you're sitting there just, <laughs> oh, just no, like, this is great. what? Just, like, just wide-eyed hearing some of these builds. How do you combat that? I mean, we usually do wisdom saves and all the rest, like... As as the eternal combat DM, good sir, how would you deal with a thirty three AC person in your party? Spells. I mean, that's the easy answer. It's one of those things that you're always going to run into different characters that have different specialties. So it's kind of just like running any normal sort of thing. Like it was like running against a monk. You occasionally throw a creature in that is immune to stuns, and all of a sudden the monk is like, "Fuck!" Like yeah. that's all I can do. And it's like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, no. You give it so that that you know the other the other characters can sign. You have someone who you know has a plus fifteen to hit. I'm pretty if it's not out there, make it like whatever. And just, oh, well, yeah, but then you accidentally hit the like wizard with a plus fifteen to hit. It's like bye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's the other thing is like so using AJ's artificer as an example. Like he's out there, he's trying to be the front man. He's trying to be the shield. So like yeah, and he's you know doing the thunder gauntlet thing to get it so you attack and be like all right, great. I hit you with I I the giant with my massive club hit you plus fifteen to hit shield that like yeah smash. yeah like yeah, smash. yeah. <laughs> so dodge this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's always and the other thing is for me like as the characters get stronger combat's gonna get harder anyway and you can yep. get more the curve evens out really quick yeah and I really like when my players are like really aggressive because that makes me be able to be more like, I don't have to hold back. I can just be like, all right. Exactly. Like Like, it is a, it is an art form creating encounters that just barely kill your party that don't kill your party. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the other thing is like, I love being surprised when I'm like this and that they're like, Oh, this is what I've been working on. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Touche, sir. You got me this time. Just wait. Um, Speaking (laughs) of working on, what do you have? I know there's an assassin one coming up that I, really want to poke fun of somebody yet so well I, first i was i was gonna say that's one of my favorite things about min maxing especially like with joe because it just means the combat's better it's just more shit gets thrown at you and you do the same thing too but like just saying joe specifically because oh no he's, you know, he's yeah, the combat like he's, dm he yeah. yeah he is the combat dm but yeah like i i like that you know you can throw more stuff at us like the dungeon we were in in south marches on friday mm-hmm. like that guy probably could have wiped the floor with us because we didn't have xander but I, you know, it's one of those funny things with that one where it was like, if I think if everyone else had actually gotten their hits off correctly, we would have stayed. But like, yep. I don't know. 
it's fun. still dice. But, but then again, we missed all the rounds, which actually the, the fight didn't start to like round three. Yeah, I know. It was just like, <laughs> uh, junk. I roll garbage. Yeah. Which was great for me because it takes me like three rounds to get, uh, to get going, yep. to get going because I got the blade song. I got the shadow blade, you know, and it's all bonus actions, which you can only do one per round. And there's no way to change that. <laughs> but yes, uh, tell us some, tell us some good ones. All right. So assassin build. So I, I mean, I don't have specific levels on here, but like if you do the assassin rogue, the assassin rogue is widely looked at as very underpowered in combat because it's a heavy RP class yep. and like the assassinate function is awesome. If you get it off in combat, it's really limiting. We talked about this in one of the last sessions that like, if you sneak into the camp and you're just doing it on your own free time, not in an initiative then yeah, it's great. But a lot of it depends on you being first in initiative and them being surprised. Yep. And if if you can do it with all of them staying surprised as you, you know, kill one by one, then cool. That's great. But in combat with six other people, you know, that's not so much going to happen. So like, I've seen a lot of ways that people will optimize an assassin to be able to um, make the absolute most of that first hit. You get the, you get the one trick, but you get to multiply it yeah yeah so you, you do the assassin rogue which gives you the assassinate uh feature then you uh dip into gloom stalker which is a ranger for the um you add wisdom to your initiative and on top of that uh you get a extra attack yep and also i think you're hidden in dim light or something like that which gives you even more of a surprise um then there's you can dip one level into twilight cleric to one have level yep yep and then you have advantage on your initiative which is insane yeah. And then I think, oh, well, we just talked about this. The, uh, not this is, all this was my addition to it because there's, I realized another trick we didn't talk about, but yeah. So not all initiative things stack. So like, you know, you got the gloom stalker where it says, you know, your initiative is your decks plus your wisdom. And then you have the war wizard, which says, you know, your initiative is your decks plus your intelligence. But apparently mm -hmm. the chronergy wizard, which John pointed out says that you add your intelligence to your initiative. Yes. So it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, instead of it's a, just add. Right. And also, then sorry to interrupt you, but oh, one of ahead. the later levels of Cronergy wizard say I screw up and I roll a six plus my five plus my five. So I have a 16, but you roll the 20. We can switch. Oh, I will find it in a minute, but yes, <laughs> that's awesome. And then, you know, with anything else, any, any builds that I make are generally going to have two, uh, a two level dip of fighter just because Action surge is your friend. Action surge is your friend. And then you end up getting, what, if you have two attacks, you know, you, you end up having four attacks plus your bonus attack if you want to use it all theoretically with assassinate. And because you are an assassin, you have advantage on all of them, especially if you go first, which this build would allow you to go first theoretically, mm. unless you botch your roll. But I just, I did, I did something similar to this build for the one shot that we just did last Wednesday. And I mean, we were only level, I think, 11, so I couldn't do all of these things. But I did the Assassin Gloomstalker, and it was cool. You know, it, it was a cool thing to be able to do, like, you know, 50 damage in the first round. But then that's it. Then it's like, okay, now I'm just a rogue. <laughs> a rogue with two attacks, but... Rogue Ranger's always been a good, like, crossover in terms of, like, in general. I've, yeah. I've always seen those two, like, people will dip rogue if they're a ranger or vice versa to get, like... Because yep. there's a lot of crossover that benefits them. So mm -hmm. it makes sense that there'd be even more to it, but to jump in a little bit is, do you find there's one subclass or class that you're always throwing in? I know you mentioned fighter. Is it fighter or is there one that you're like, Oh my God, you need it in basically everything. Like, I think my favorite class to play is rogue. 
in general, I would probably add a couple levels of rogue to anything. If I like, at least flavor wise, if I was, you know, optimizing, I don't know if I would do that, but like fighter, two levels of fighter gives you action surge and that just helps everyone. Fair. But, you know, rogue, two levels of rogue gives you, uh, what is it, cunning action and just being able to dash and being able to disengage as a bonus action. You get a lot more. Yeah. 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 And plus, like, I like starting as rogue because you get all those extra um, skills and expertise and whatever. I mean, I think you get expertise either way if you don't start there, but you get all those extra skills. Yeah. No, that, okay. That makes sense. Give us more. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So I made. Let's see, going down the list, action economy. Uh, John and I were talking about the Gunslinger Samurai build, where at, I think, level 20, you end up with 10 attacks. Yeah, they don't tell us exactly what level. I know I saw it on a, a Reddit post, I will agree, just on the basis that, let me find it again. A uh, samurai, a sharpshooter samurai is what we called it. A hasted sharpshooter samurai can make 10 attacks with advantage uh, using fighting spirit, rapid strike, and action surge. Uh, with max dexterity, it all connects at a minimum of 10 increases. So it's 160 damage minimum and 230 damage maximum for an average of 195 per round. You can do this twice per short rest. Wow. Yeah. See, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of attacks. You but it. like your, what's your, what's your level 20 build? Mostly uh, I want to get the jet build out of a system and I want to know what it is so I can plan for it. <laughs> okay. So. Well, I guess, uh, you know, I, it's not a gunslinger samurai, right? It's a sharpshooter samurai. So yeah, that one gives you more attacks, which is great for action economy. Uh, for Jet's level 20 build, um, I gave him just the maximum amount of damage he could do in one round, which you want me to just go through the whole thing? I mean, if you want to sum it up, what do you get? Like, what's the end result? Okay, so basically you are using your action surge and two weapon fighting with a shadow blade and booming blade and green flame blade. The end result is your max damage of 278. Yeah. Minimum damage of 63. If you crit on everything and did max damage on everything, then it would be 526 in one round. Yeah, I see you over there. I saw I saw that look on your face, Joe. Like that's Jet. That that's somebody you play with. Oh, I know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's funny because it's like for me, that's like okay. So like looking at monster stat blocks, like the Tarask has like. 676 health like yep <laughs> it's like so you're gonna basically two shot it so but this is entirely roll to hit yes so theoretically i could miss every hit and do zero damage yeah yep. theoretically but like I'm, I'm you also realize at level 20 you're gonna have a plus i don't know just based off proficiency alone you're gonna have like plus nine plus your deck so like plus 14 to hit like and the terrace armor is only 30 25 25 so, yeah so you have to roll above an 11 Yep. Yeah. Like it's too bad reliable talent doesn't work for rolling to hit. <laughs> yeah. If rogues need to be any more anyway. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, rogues, rogues are so broken. Uh and finally to close us off, this is a build that you were talking about just before we started this session, and I thought it was a joke, and then I laughed at it and realized that it could be very deadly if your DM is a kind god. Tell us about your speedster build. Oh yeah, the flash, the tabaxi flash. So long story short, it ends up uh, going 409 miles per hour. So you start off with Tabaxi, which is a 30 base speed, and it's able to double its speed with feel and agility. If you have a transmuter stone, you add 10. Mobile, add 10. Uh, Monk, 18, you add 30. Fighter, 2, you uh, you can action surge for another dash. Long Strider, you add 10. Haste, you double your speed, and you get an extra action for another dash. Boots of speed, double your speed. Which in turn 
turns out to what 30 plus 10 plus 10 plus 30 plus 10 is 90 base speed yep so a movement of 90 and then you have your movement dash haste bonus and action surge which so that's five dashes right there which gives you 450 feet per round feline agility doubles it haste doubles it boots of speed double it which brings it to 3600 feet per round which is roughly 600 feet per second and 409 miles per hour which is i'm sure the math there is legit but still that's insane it's almost breaking the sound barrier it is uh just is roughly two and a half times the speed of a plane taking off (laughs) the character's like i can finally do it and just you just see like the skeleton explode (laughs) that's the character tries to run but like how like as a dm I mean, you, unfortunately, you're wasting, like, even if you tone that down a little and you didn't do one of your actions, so you actually attacked something. Like, if I handed you a baseball bat and told you you were able to run 400 miles an hour and hit something, it's dead. Like, you are sending it into the stratosphere. I mean, especially as a monk, I give that, like, because you've, in your hands are magical, so it's not like they're going to take damage. Theory, also, right? yeah, so also like, true. You mm-hmm. are basically just a bullet. And it, like, what's funny is I, you know, the biggest thing I like at this is it's like, you can move. Through. Wait, if a monk had a mortal soul, they wouldn't die by running, right? I think it's just eight. I don't know, but yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me because I look at it, it's like thirty six hundred feet, feet around. around like, which there's, is, there's they, no map. There's that no big. map that big at all. Not even close. Most of them are like maybe sixty. Like, no. Yeah, that, that's like. <laughs> That's like, oh no, I have to go catch this person who is like one town ahead of us. <laughs> That's like, hey, we need to develop stuff like so far away. And like, we need to go deliver this message. And you just flash it. And you're like, I'm back. Yep. <laughs> message delivered. I don't yep. know if they know who delivered it, but it's delivered. <laughs> and now what my question to that was, if you're running at 400 miles per hour, does somebody else get an opportunity attack? Yeah, if you, you run by them. Feet, right? But you have you mobile. Know, but you have to hit them first, I thought. Uh, oh, you do have mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have to hit them first. So I guess they technically would. <laughs> I mean, they can try. <laughs> I mean... um. Isn't there uh, a peace? Cl- isn't the you were talking about the peace cleric? Oh, isn't yeah, that the, the one that like if you run by somebody they heal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, Imagine just doing laps around somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, the peace cleric. Is I think it's once per broken as hell. Anyway, yeah, but you can only heal once per. But yeah, you can use your channel divinity to to walk by you know five different people and heal them. I think what two d six plus your wisdom or something. But like as, as we talked about, like just the thought process of making these builds. How is this useful? How is a person that, I mean, other than me going, I want to hand you a baseball bat and hit something. You would make this just to be like, haha, I broke the movement speed. Not quite usable. I mean, it is to a point. I, it would definitely break Ravnica. Oh, I mean, I, I think you guys told me that Machi did something like this to reverse a maelstrom. Well, that was like, is she, oh, she ran backwards. Yeah, yeah, she ran backwards through like a, yeah, like a title. Like uh, a cyclone. Title. Yeah. To try and see, because she was, I think she was hasted and had some like insane movement speed and rolled like four twenties in a row. So it was just like, and she's a, she was a monk, so she could run on water. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, something like that. Um. Also whirlpool. That's the word we were thinking of. That's do the flash thing and run backwards through time. Right. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I, I want to go back in time. And I want to go back camp- to when I was a child and yeah. the reverse and- flash killed my mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Copyrights. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, at but this yeah, point, I want to go back in time and just reverse the Ravnica campaign. I will murder all of you. <laughs> Stop the volcano from erupting. Yeah, that, that's it. Right there, done. <laughs> and you all lived a long and lovely life on Valkyrie. Then my last one I had was the giant build, which is a, uh, oh, I didn't even write it down. It's 
uh, a Durger. I don't know if I pronounced that right. One of my favorite. Yep. I was pronounced it Durger. And then I imagine, I imagine like, you know, a kingdom of Durgers and then you have the Durger King. <laughs> um, I think it's like Dwargar. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it. Yeah. It, anyway, but it's, it's the dark horse. <laughs> it's basically, yeah. Yeah. You have one of those and you do the, the rune knight, their level 20 feature is they're able to, I think, bring you up one size up to huge or something. So like if you use your giant, Oh wait, no giants might is the rune knight thing. So I think Dwargar's can they get the enlarged spell as it's <clears throat> a feat. It's a, racial ability for them the racial ability so it's not a spell technically so they can just become large and then your rune knight ability makes you become huge and then you can cast enlarge and become gargantuan and or someone else casts it on you yep and then you <laughs> suplex a tarask and then that's the end of that <laughs> <laughs> well we, we've heard all your bills and the idea that if they hit a table uh the DM has enough to deal with. Uh, one of the topics I have just I wanted to discuss is enjoyment. Is it fun to be really good at something? Does it take some chance out of a dice game? I mean, obviously everyone has a chance to roll a one and min-max usually lowers the probability. I mean, as a gambler myself, I just know that I still only have a 9% chance to hit you if you have mirror image up. It's yeah. just the idea of, obviously everybody has a chance to roll that or it just negates it in general with talents and feats that are automatic. As Joe joked about, like, I want a, I want a class that I don't actually have to roll for. Like, there is a wizard class that magic missiles hit for 300 damage. Auto hit. Don't matter. That's all I can do. Yeah, I got to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> but expanding on that aspect, does it take away from the rest of the group? If you're the DPS break build, like we just said, that you can do that amount of damage or however you want to deal with it, you're going to nuke the big bad guy. Does it leave some elements of RP lacking if you just kill it? Like, you know, I mean, it gets the job done, but that guy killed my sister. I wanted to kill him. We could always raise him and let me deal with him. But yeah. Like, how, how do you picture that like it's just the idea of like do you feel like it's gets old to an extent but also i think like one of the biggest complaints about fifth edition that i've heard is that it is too dependent on the dice yep and like i agree and that your skills you know don't really matter as much as like you might think they should so like i think this just kind of pushes it in the direction of like this is the thing that i'm really good at and you know unless i roll like a you know between a one and a five then I can still be good at this thing. I can still botch it, but like, this is the thing I'm good at. And I mean, and in the example of like jet, like jets wisdom is a 10. So like, he's yeah, still going yeah. to get destroyed by spells. Yeah. Oh man. All great. That's good to know. Now he's going to get freaking possessed and then we're going to have to deal with him. Oh <laughs> yeah. If, if Xander and jet got possessed in South marches, y'all are done. Yeah. No, that's, that's believe me. That's, you didn't need to say any of that. I already know about that one. <laughs> yeah, John has access to all our all our sheets. Yeah, it was just the idea was like just waiting for the day you walk in front of the wrong guy or you shoot the wrong guy in a hotel. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tangent off you, John. Oh. <laughs> um, I I know for me, like I will say when people min max to a point where it starts breaking the game, it can be. I don't mind if if everyone's still having fun, but when you start getting that player who's like. And as my fourth action, I'm going to do this. And, and yep. everyone else at the table is just like, great, here we go again. Like, yep. that's always where I'm just like, okay, all right. So can we just like redo this? It's just like, fine. You just hit the button and you do 400 damage. Okay, next turn. Like, yep. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's the fighter build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but then you have to take into account the fact that 
that's all that they can do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but like even still, eventually with certain type builds, combat just becomes monotonous either way. I mean, it's just the idea of, and I joke about it and it's fun, but if I was to think of how combat's going to go in Ravnica on a typical day, it's Xander taunts the monster, can't hit him. Lissandra shoots the monster, kills it in two hits. Heya and Lintu soak up all the small stuff. Big monster still on Xander, circle big monster dead. It, it, it's just like it just becomes monotonous. It's just it's the idea that eventually <laughs> one trick ponies become one trick ponies. Lintu steals the kill with a fireball. Y- yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because Lissandra did so much damage to it, but it didn't kill it. Which relates me to a better question. If there's only one, it kind of affects it. Would it benefit or hurt the party to have more than one min maxer in the group? If you had a group of five of, like, if your whole campaign was just perfectly min max, what does that do? Because everybody wants to play one. Everybody wants to be the best that they want to be. And as a DM, if you allow one, it's kind of unfair to be like, yeah, but he got to do everything he wanted to do. Well, he planned it out and he did his job, but it's also, yeah, he kind of, he got the better end of it. There's always that one player that rolled better, <laughs> Tula. When does Tula roll better? Well, that rolls only, better on, on, her stats, only on, on her stats. Her stats. Everything yeah. else, oh, okay. She makes up for it with her normal rolls. She rolled more ones than that. Oh. Yeah. Which does prove that like stats don't make the character. You could roll bad. I mean, they they help getting there and increase your odds. But I mean, War still rolls twenties. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'd rather have the whole party min max. If one person's going to do it, just everyone do it. That way, it's like at least you know it's like even ground. It's always tough when you have one person or two people that do and the other people that don't. Either because they're new to D anD D or they just don't. They're much more interested in the other aspects of it, and it's like. I mean, then there's some give and take, but yeah, if you just have the whole party min-max, oh man. I agree with that, and I th- I think, you know, that, that brings up uh, another topic of, like, starting everyone on equal ground, Yep. which is a thing that uh, I dealt with because I just started, you know, DMing my own campaign with uh, Ellie, and we started doing our stats in, like, a certain way, and, you know, everyone rolled for their stats, and then it was just such a variance from the top to the bottom that it just didn't, like, it, it just... Like, I know not to pick on you specifically for having the absolute lowest rolls I've ever seen in my life, but... What was it? Six, nine, nine? Something like that, 10, yeah. 10, 11, 13? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. It just... But, like, not only does that make it less fun, like... or le- Not less fun. I guess it makes you less able to hit things, which makes it less fun for me as the DM. It's also less skill checks. Skill checks was the big hit. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, can't, I can't beat you up as much. Because I mean, I have, I have a 19 AC because I'm a tourist, but yeah, that's 17, 17, 17. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, what we did, we retconned it so that everyone had the same starting array. Now I didn't do the, you know, standard array because I think for me, that's too low. I like, I like the higher stats. I like the higher abilities. So we did like a, you know, what, what you might call a heroic array. Yeah. We always do the, we a lot of DMs really give you the 118 just to, I mean, you're going to make a build that's your main stat. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, that's all in like feel of play. Like, do you want heroic characters or do you want people who were just farmers three days ago? Like, yeah, I want heroic <laughs> characters. I want, I want heroes in my campaign. I want yeah. them to, you know, go from level one to level 20 and like, slay the big bad in like the coolest way possible yep not oh i might hit maybe yeah it's the idea that if you have those characters that are going to go into the mist and fight if you present them with a quest like nah, we're gonna go drink in the bar right exactly i like i totally get it and it's that idea of like does it hurt or help is it good or bad it's so hard it's, it's, a, it's a fine line i mean yeah. it really is it's just the idea of does it take away a lot of the fun I think as long as, I think that's the ultimate question, right? Is everyone having fun? If everyone's yeah. having fun. I know like for me, I love 
like if I'm a player, I love watching someone else just go ham on something because I'm just like, yeah, get it. Oh yeah, there's always give me that XP. Just you do it. That's fine. I'm just I'm here. I count. I get half. Yes, yeah. Just like, oh cool. (laughs) You're gonna keep doing this. I'm gonna make another character so he can power level off of you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I think if everyone is min maxed in their own way, then it's very very cool. If if you have the optimized healer, if you have the optimized DPS, if you have you know the optimized tank damage sponge, like then cool. That's awesome. Then you have an optimized party and that's really cool. And then if you have like one person who's not optimized, then it's like, Oh, now I feel bad. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's a lot of the issue as well. But then again, like I said, you have all these optimized parties where I can do 280 damage in a turn. All right, here's the fight. First guy, 280 damage. I wait my turn. Next guy, 280 damage. I wait my turn. Like it just gets monotonous. Yeah. Like if you, if you can just predict how the fight's going to go, it's awesome. No matter what you do, you're going to roll all those dice. And I'm going to go, <laughs> that's 280 damage. People in the party's going to go nuts. Yeah, you did it. You killed them 15 times later. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And like, it's definitely not like for the sake of, you know, flavor, I probably will not do that God combo like every single time. Yes. And, and, you know, it's also on a player's prerogative to not be that douche and just purposely utilize that every, every time. Right. And plus like, like Jet, for example, Jet, I, I, we all give Lin to her so kills. Much. That's what we do. We all give Lin to her kills and don't do all the things we could do just so she can kill it. <laughs> oh yeah. There's that. But also like, you know, Jet, Jet's a wizard. So he does have other spells that he can use and there's other ways to get through a combat. That's the other thing though, is like D and D it tr- is very much about combat, but there's also so much else to it. So like, one, most of these rec- rely on you being level 20. So at that point, combat is broken anyway. Oh, yeah. Just, like, between that, magic items, and all this other, like... What, what's the equivalent? Is it just, like, if you are level 20 compared to a commoner as they present to you through the city, you're supposed to, like, be a god? You are the equivalent. Yeah, at level 20, you are the equivalent of a god, basically. Like, yep. you have those sorts of abilities. Like, you look at monks, they're like, they can live forever. And you look at... I don't know. I'm trying to think of other like my yeah, yeah. stone things, but I mean, you have, if you're a wizard, you have level nine spells. You have the wish spell. You are a genie. Like, yep. so like at that point in time, you, you're going to be fighting things that are just ridiculous and things that are just immune to stuff. They're just like, I'm just immune to that damage period. Yeah. You have yep. to find some other way to fight me. Find some other, I am a God. You can't hurt me in this form. You need to travel to my plane and do it. And like, so but there is also, like, we, we've heavily talked about the combat aspect of it, but there is, I mean, there are people that max out skills. There it's is true. there Bars. is expert, expertise <laughs> builds and things like that to where, oh, we're doing sneak. I have a plus 28. You can still yeah. roll a one, but I ain't seeing you unless you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pass without trace. There you go. Things like that. It's just the idea that whatever you want to think of, that's really the point of what we wanted to establish with this is it, it's out there. If you want to find what you want to build on, I'm sure you can look for something. There's all different aspects of the D&D character sheet that you could just be like, that's the one I want to go nuts on. Oh, yeah. And you can take a feat right before you get reliable talent to the uh, skilled feat. And then there's also skill expert. So if you really wanted to, you could just have proficiency in every skill and then get reliable talent so you don't roll lower than a 10. You are literally the jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, master of none. Well, you're technically a master of a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, you plus your proficiency, you're at least getting like 15 on every roll. Well, it's, it's kind of like Call did, and I apologize profusely. All I, I looked at the character, the, the D&D book, and wanted to do downtimes, and I wanted to break gambling downtime. Mm-hmm. So all I did is I got expertise in the three stats that gambling relies on. Yep. There it's you go. Expert gambler. And that's yeah. It. And that's gold, the out, and gold out and the butt. How, yep. how much gold do you have now? Like 100,000? 120, 123,000. And we're level what? Seven? Seven or eight. <laughs> I think I think some of you guys just hit 
Oh okay. yeah, that's right. Because you do. Oh yeah, because I've missed a couple. That's right. But yeah, but yeah, do I ever plan on spending any of that gold? No. Do, do I have it just to have it? Yes. Is it going to be a role play element? Yes. I'm just cool. proud of myself for having gold mean something until now. That's <laughs> I lost it at like level three or four in my first campaign. So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I just handed it out, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, oh fuck. We are tangenting as far as min max goes. Um, but uh, that's really all we have for tonight. Is it, what is it? The ultimate question: What are what are you, the listeners' favorite min max, or have you now been inspired? Like- yes, I uh, I will I will drop that challenge flag down and go. Please send us in your builds. Send us in, even if you heard Aaron, our real resident expert, if you heard how his builds could be better, uh, send them to me. Don't send them to him. Um, <laughs> please send them in, and we will we will possibly do a reading on it or play them in a future campaign if you if we think they're crazy enough. Okay. Personally, I as John ask you send in something good so I can get revenge on some of these people that we talked about today. <laughs> oh, if you have if you have the ability, look up look up the build called the Monkey Fist. <laughs> We're just yeah. gonna leave it at that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and that's it. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you for coming. Have a good day. <laughs> yes, I, thank you, everyone. Check out our socials. Do all the things, Instas, Facebook, yeah, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we do have the Twitch now, Westmarsh guys. Uh, things like that. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Subscribe if you have it. As always, yeah. stay safe. Wear a mask. Peace.